Welcome to In Residence. I'm Keith. And I'm Laura. In today's episode, we just started. So what you're going to hear is us kind of introduce ourselves, which mostly starts off with Laura introducing me, (laughs) which is good. What did you think when you listened? It was interesting because we had an idea. We wanted to just start because we had been putting it off for a while. And the theme that we were centering around was definitely us and who we are. But the podcast has evolved as we've been continuing to have these conversations together. So it's interesting to hear back to where it all started. Yeah. Where we started, what what you thought we were doing was making a podcast about an idea that I've had for several years surrounding a project that I called Make, Create, Build. We were really coming to recording, thinking about a maker show of projects or what do we like to make more in like arts and crafts or like woodworking for me, right? Right. Or like crafts for me, gardening. Yeah. Puzzling, things like that. Yeah. And what we found was it's it's close, but not exactly what we're going for. And I think you can hear, even though what we thought we were trying to do was kind of happening, you can see where we're going and how we're we're moving towards talking about what the podcast is actually going to be about after the initial few recordings, right? Right. So what what do you <laughs> what do you for like see in residence being so when we were talking about a name in residence stood out to me because we like to dig deep into topics so when you're in residence as an artist a writer a musician you're there digging deep and tapping into your creativity and when you're in re- residency as a doctor, you're learning and practicing and honing your craft, so to speak. And so I see in residence us doing that via conversation. We're both musicians. I grew up in a medical family. So it just seemed like there was a lot of synergy mm-hmm. with the idea. And we both found each other because we lived in the same residence hall. So there's there's some kind of fun fun connections there to the name. Is there anything else that you you think about when you think of that? Uh, No, I I think you summed it up pretty well. And it allows us to explore more than us thinking of it as like a maker podcast. It felt like we were kind of putting ourselves in a smaller box before. And this gives us a little more room to do what we like to do, which is explore, learn, grow. And that's kind of where I see us going is talking about the things that maybe get in our way as we lean into uncomfortable growth. You know, it, it's, it, it kind of became apparent as we kept recording that we were talking about what are these things that are tripping us up, whether it's starting this podcast or other projects. I also think too, we'll, we'll probably get to the creativity and the making topics because mm-hmm. we're whole people, right? We aren't just, individuals that are pursuing projects and things trying to figure out how to navigate things in our way. But we're also tapping into that creativity on a daily, weekly, monthly basis, because it's what makes us whole humans. And so I I think that too, we'll probably have some of that woven throughout our, our conversations because it's who we are. Now we show up. Yeah. Well, let's, let's get into the 
the first recording we did. Sounds good. All right, I'll see you at the end. Sounds good. All right. Um, how are we going to do this? I don't know. I don't know how to start a podcast. <laughs> <laughs> but I've always wanted to for some reason. Yeah, it's fun. So can you talk a little bit about your your journey to coming to being um so i always say when people ask kind of what you do i say you're a maker yeah and what i mean by that if it's okay if i kind of tell you how i unpack it is that you're really a creative at heart that we were both music majors and um after graduating from college you went into guitar building and repair and you've worked in a cabinet shop for a number of years and working with your hands in wood and you're incredibly gifted at um, artistic things around music or uh, graphics or things like that. And so you're a maker at heart. Right. And that encompasses a lot of number, you know, of making, creating and building things. So I don't know if you want, we're just trying to figure this out. Yeah, no, so. it's good. So yeah, you introduced me as a maker and I, you know, I grew up listening to lots of music and music major, but never really, that's just how I expressed myself, uh, kind of almost personally, like really kind of insular. Right. But never really f- found a community until later, like with um, seeing other people on YouTube or podcasts, uh, that other people felt the same way about making things or building things. And I didn't really know, I didn't, I thought of like playing guitar and making music was more of like, it was like something I was like, just pulled to do, like not a calling, but maybe like it was just, I was compelled to do it. It made me feel good. It was like the sweet spot. Whereas like, as we, as our relationship like started to blossom and grow, you know, we got a house after and get getting married. You start to learn that you need to maintain the house or fix things. It's just the feeling you get from, you know, finishing the basement or when I went back to build guitars, right? Like I didn't have a background in, in construction or really building anything besides Lego. Like, you know, that's creative and it's fun. Uh, uh it, But I grew into building things with my hands a little more woodworking because it was necessary. But then like from it, you you get, there's a sense of satisfaction of being able to like do it yourself. Like you said, so being able to do it yourself is like kind of a sense of freedom to me. And I I hadn't felt that before. I just, I played guitar. I like to sing. So I kind of stumbled into it because we ended up sending me back to school to learn how to build guitars. And I found like, it was almost, it was almost meditative trying to be precise on that level of like millimeters. Um, and it's something I had never really done outside of written word and schoolwork. So something drew me to the community I found on YouTube of these makers, like the guys on the making it podcast. So Jimmy Duressa, Bob Claggett, David Picciuto, they're on the making it podcast listening to those guys talk i mean it's kind of like you it's it i wonder if that's like why i'm starting wanting to start this podcast talk about what you're doing right now with creating it's a little different than building guitars or building cabinetry 
and doing woodworking. Yeah. So I went from learning how to build guitars, which is a certain level of fine woodworking, right? Building acoustic guitars, mandolins, handcrafted electric guitars, right? And then going into having to find work and well now i have a new appreciation for woodworking right so oh go to a cabinet shop and pay the bills right well that lasted for a while but it's not not the same but i learned a lot of great skills of building but now fast forward (laughs) several years and i'm editing video making like youtube shorts for for a a youtube channel uh trying to do some graphic design for them and like kind of self-taught in graphic design like it's always art has always been something i've gravitated towards but didn't have maybe the raw talent or the ability to pursue the means to develop skills in like an artistic or traditionally artistic avenue right like i'm not a great drawer uh I've tried for several years to learn like my brain gravitates towards using Adobe Illustrator to create graphics. Being able to like grab my phone and make something if I can't get to the computer, it I can make something that can just go out and like uh reach people, I guess. You know, and so I was doing that um and that turned into me saying like, you know, I kind of know how to edit videos, like so more of a digital creator now. Uh and working back towards getting back into some guitar stuff or woodworking just because it's it's a different type of satisfaction uh not being sitting at the computer uh moving around a little more being a little more physically active and like something tangible in your hand versus something that's just mostly digital on a screen which it it still gives me like satisfaction seeing something I've I've made whether it's physical tangible you can touch it or digital and just in the internet you know so more of like making something that other people it either affects them helps them or just for yourself what about you all those things that you said ask yourself those questions (laughs) i'm so bad (laughs) um so i i know when we were talking about this idea of doing a podcast last weekend and actually started getting a little more serious about let's set a day and actually record, even if we don't fully know what it is that we want to do or what it's going to look like or what the format is or what we're going to talk about. Um, We were talking a lot about kind of where we, you know, where we come to make, create and build. And I think for me, one of the things that has always been something that I've valued I think is creativity. And so, you know, as I, as I've been thinking about it, that's something that is just this part of me that um started from when I was really young. And so, so I come to this creating and making space really from growing up with a mom in particular who is incredibly creative and artistic. She uh rose malls and rose mauled a lot. Growing up, um, we were always doing a craft project of some kind in the house. Um, We would go to craft sales and my sister and I would always come up with something, whether it's making jewelry or making candles or dipping pine cones in wax as fire starters. We spent so many winters in the garage dipping pine cones in wax and selling (laughs) them for three for a dollar 
at the local craft sale, um, you know, right before Thanksgiving for folks to give us Christmas presents that it's just baked into kind of who I am. My mom, too, was part of a craft club that a group of local ladies who would always every month have a different craft project and they go house to house, month to month. And the craft project, I know she would always say that everyone would start out with the same materials and the same concept and the same thing they were building. But everyone's thing ended up being different and unique. And um, I always thought that was just super powerful, right? That you could take one thing and it there wasn't a perfect one way that something would be done. That you could take the same materials and everyone's personality could come through and that that outcome or the product, you know, so to speak. So, um, yeah, so that that's really some of the, the reason why I'm really passionate about this. And I also think that it there's something really special about being able to make something yourself. Uh, it, it's personal. It's not just something that everyone else has in their house. You can really take there. There's just something special about being able to create something. Um, something unique, right? Like, yeah, that it, if you make it, it's uniquely yours. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. No, I, I appreciate that. You know, it's interesting because I can't tell you. Well, Keith, you know how many projects I have either going on or have done over the years. And probably if you were to look at uh, the end product and how much time and money I put into doing some (laughs) things, it probably would have been cheaper to run to, you know, a big box store and just buy that off the shelf and, you know, put it on your door before, you know, the holidays or something. But there's just something really unique about being able to make your own when you you get a project and you all start with the same same materials right how how at the the outcome can be so unique and different and that in itself is it's beautiful right like not everybody uses has the same lens right they they have a different technique or they they see those materials as something different and can make it differently i need more of that perspective because my background was more of follow the directions build the Lego, how the Lego is said, you know, and then you always break that and you play with that. But when it comes to other things, more structured things, right? Follow the rules, get a permit or hire somebody to do it right. It has to be right. When you're creating something like music, I think that was where I found it can't be wrong. I mean, it can sound wrong and like it it cannot sound right, but that's personal preference. And so if somebody doesn't like something that I make come the sound coming out of my amplifier right i don't care i if i like it but if i don't like it that's that's fine whereas there are other things whether it's a chair or a table it can be wrong if it doesn't stay up (laughs) or if you sit on it and it breaks uh i like that you you saying that it's a good reminder to me to remember like can take chances you can have these materials and you can make whatever you want out of it So I just, I just wanted to reiterate that that was in the back of my head there. So you're really good at, at speaking very eloquently and clearly. So, well, I don't know about that. Some of that has to do with my, um, my experience and my education. Mm -hmm. No. Oh yeah. 
<laughs> I just sit at home and <laughs> my evaluation studies background for my doctorate. Oh, oh, we're throwing that out there. Yeah. Better call me Dr. Laura. Dr. Laura. Okay. <laughs> just kidding. Uh, she's not that kind of doctor. No. I was like, day. as the kids say, not the kind of the doctor that helps people. <laughs> right. Uh, <laughs> that's hilarious. After nine years, that's kind of a blow to say that I don't help people. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that's okay. One thing that Keith said to me when we were preparing for this is that that my roots might be in crafting, but it really has translated into me working with building and creating something a little less tangible than a product. Because now in my role, I'm actually working on building teams and building culture and creating uh, things together. And so I think that's one thing that's interesting to me is that outside of the office, I still have that creative flair (laughs) where I want to be making the things that I can even if it costs a little bit more with the supplies, I still want to dig in and make that wreath or make whatever whatever project it is. But I think that creativity doesn't just stop with a glue gun. It's it's also a little less tangible too in my my day to day working life. Yeah. When we're thinking a little bit about the podcast and what we're trying to do and the value that we're trying to bring. I know you and I have talked quite a bit about the make, create, build, that concept, that idea. And while we were preparing, we found a document back from 2018 from a planning session that we, there was a, a piece that stood out to me that I just wanted to ask you about because it, it was, it's labeled my personal whys mm. of why you mm. want to do this. Yeah. Um, why is this important to you? And the why that you you listed and that you had come up with was that you want to make a connection with like-minded people to build a community and to bring together a community of people to create art through music, writing, and making, to give people the opportunities and experience the power and fulfillment that they can feel through making something themselves. And so I wanted to kick it back to you. And just get your your thoughts about that. Why is that important to you? And what do you what do you think that we can do through this podcast to help start bringing some of that alive to create community through making? Yeah. Um, so the way I feel when I make something, or when I learned that I could make, let's say, a guitar, it's not something. I was born feeling like I didn't think I thought you got guitars from a factory or the store. Right. And so once I realized that I can have the power to make something, I can make a notebook out of paper and make a little pocket notebook if I want, even just something that simple, but to make a deck, to make bookcases that our family uses every day to build a guitar that somebody can write a song on, or I can write a song on that feeling, that fulfillment, that satisfaction, uh, finding other like-minded people, right. That feel that same hole when they're being creative, uh, building a community around that, that planning session where we talked through that stuff, that seems like a long time ago and a lot of stuff has happened since then. And so to, to come back to it and rethink like, okay, where did this, 
originate from it's it's nice to to think about like to think about the reason i'm pulled to do this is to find a community you know i, I might say build a community but that's it's more of like not that i i want to gain a bunch of people following me but it's more of like just communing with other people right like uh because it, it we may be more connected because of the internet right but in some ways we're not so it's like you, you gotta find reach out and find you know a community and whether it's art or music or writing or making with your hands building with wood or metal there's a real power in that that i think can bring people together and for people to share what they've made there's something to be said to empower people that they can do it and like you said no matter what the materials are or what you start with you can make something unique and your own yeah i think that's really important and it's actually making me think too of um things that may not not be being made out of say wood or metal because for me it's it's even it's a little different when i'm thinking about uh the garden right mm-hmm. i mean making and creating a garden is also um having community around that um i can't tell you how many times i've been on well i think you know instagram or mm-hmm. youtube or um pinterest right trying to find the different ideas of how can i create this sort of thing what can i make keith build me um to help my garden not be eat- eaten by deer right or um a trellis so i can grow grapes and you know things like that so i think i think that also is just interesting cuz it's it's similar but it's different right oh yeah i may build with tangible things sometimes like what what like i talk about woodworking uh mostly for guitar building or like bookcases for us or like your parents or my my parents or you know just little things around the house i thought you were going to talk about the more intangible things that you do daily for building teams and and structures and and things like that so it it it's something i think we both think about though with in our daily lives with our kids how are they going to grow and learn and interact in different systems and structures so don't necessarily have to talk about that but i thought you were i thought you were going to talk about how you build and create teams teams yeah and culture yeah yeah, and you, and you went to gardening. I so, did go to gardening, but gardening to me seems very similar. <laughs> so you're right; it is similar because you end up with with something very tangible, right? Either your tomatoes grow or they don't. Um, the deer eat something or they don't. Right, right, right. <laughs> yeah, no, I wasn't, but but I do think that's that's important. That's something that I realize is really important in what I do. Um, is around creating creating teams, building relationships, connecting ideas that may not necessarily be clear, clearly connected. I always say that I'd love to have a huge empty whiteboard and a whole bunch of people around it or lots and lots of post-its and an empty wall that we can can really tap into the the wisdom of everyone that's in the room to create something truly extraordinary together. And what it looks like is always different depending on who's in the room kind of like the the different um tools right that 
that you come up with something unique and different and special based on who's at the table. Um, well, like whether we're talking about building that or building something out of wood or metal or beads or construction paper or a craft, what we're, what we're kind of here to talk about is uh, on both things. It's like, where, where's your mindset when you're approaching either. Right. And, and how do you go about accomplishing what you're setting out to accomplish? And I go about it a real different way than you. (laughs) Yeah. I, I, I overanalyze. I get in my own way. I stop myself because I'm afraid to fail. That's where I, you know, I come from and I'm working on that. Whereas you kind of are ready, fire, aim. (laughs) And we kind of, we we can be like, (laughs) oil and water sometimes <laughs> but we complement each other too where you help me light a fire under me of get it hey let's get it done when it when it just needs to get done and where maybe if it, <laughs> i can i can really get the paralysis analysis and so you really help me get on with it and i'm not quite sure what i bring to you except for Hey, maybe slow down and it'll, it'll work out better. But that's my, my viewpoint where you might be like, why don't you just sit over there and leave me alone? (laughs) No, I, I do think the one thing that you bring to, to me is you help me realize that I don't always need to take on all the things that I'm trying to take on at once. It made me think of uh, a story, and I know I've shared this with you, but I always say that I, I've taken a little after my grandma Doris. And so, um, my grandma Doris um, was a amazingly creative woman and she would, you know, she wanted to try something. She was known for just going all in and just trying it. Right. So she wanted to uh, be a painter and do watercoloring. She joined a class and she went ahead and she was a watercolor, you know, painting person. Um, or she wanted to have company over. She was doing some of the things where, you would think, why is she doing that now? Like she, you know, would want to be um, painting a wall before company was coming. You know, I see it in in something where I'm always saying to you, mm-hmm. like, okay, so this is the project we should be doing right before, and you'll you will say, is that really the the thing we should be <laughs> doing right now? I'm like, no, but but we can make it all happen. But anyway, the story I was thinking about was I remember there was one Christmas we went over to my grandma Doris's house and she lived in a little farmhouse up in, you know, rural Wisconsin. And we, you know, got there and you could smell all the beautiful smells and all the presents were getting put under the tree and everyone was kind of piling in. And when it came down to it, she was trying to figure out, okay, can somebody thread this sewing machine because we have to sew up the Santa suit. And it was, you know, all of everybody was coming in and everything went off without a hitch. But, you know, she was creating in in the midst of of the the thing. So I think I have a tendency to to sometimes do that where I, I have the confidence to just say, you know what, let's try it. What's the worst thing that happens is it just doesn't work out. And so sometimes, sometimes that works well. It could also end in not having anything, anything to show for your efforts in the end. But I've always, like you said, not been afraid to just jump in and see how it works. Yeah. You can always, you can always learn. It may seem like a failure, but there's always something to learn. Yeah. And that's something I have to remind myself of so that I, I don't prevent myself from starting. 
so I think that might be a really great place to transition. So I thought it might be fun to come up with a question just to ask um, that Keith doesn't know what question it's going to be. (laughs) So I get his honest reaction. I actually asked chat GPT what, what question I should ask about creativity. And this is the question that it came up with. So Keith, all right, I'll read it here. You ready? Hang it up. Okay. What are some effective ways to overcome creative blocks and generate new ideas? Okay. Wow. Listen to podcasts. <laughs> thank you, ChatGPT. Yeah, thank you, ChatGPT. What are some effective ways to overcome creative blocks and generate new ideas? Just got to start. You just you're you're not you're not blocked. You're afraid. It's not good enough, and it's not going to be good enough unless you make something bad first. That is what I've learned. It's still hard to do, but you got to just keep doing it. How about you, Laura? What do you think? I think for me, one way to overcome creative blocks and generate new ideas is to change the scenery. And I'm thinking about this when um, I was writing my dissertation in particular, Mm. or I'm writing a big... Humble brag. (laughs) No, no, not a humble (laughs) brag. But just just the reality of something um, that I went through is when I was writing that or writing a large report or a grant or something like that, there's inevitably some time that you get to a point where you just go, oh my goodness, I have no more left. I can't, I can't figure out what, where to go with this. And so for me, creativity, some of it is just getting up, changing the scenery, picking up your laptop or whatever you're working on, if you can, and moving to a different location, getting outside, going to a coffee shop, going to the kitchen table if you're somewhere else. But I think that's one of the biggest things for me is is changing the scenery. It's a really good idea. Yeah. I like that. Nice. Nice yeah. question. Thanks. That was a mystery question. I like it. I like surprising you. Good. Keep it coming. Will do. All right. Any final thoughts? Or what do you what felt good? What didn't feel good? Did with, any, did with anything, the podcast? Yeah. Did anything feel like I said humble brag and I thought that was funny. But did that <laughs> throw you off? No, it didn't okay. throw me off. All right. So the one thing um that I think I think feels strange or not good, or mm-hmm. I don't even know if it's yeah. not good. Yeah. But I think in general, one thing when I've thought about doing a podcast mm-hmm. and about putting myself out there. Yeah. It feels very, it's one area that I've always edited, my, edited myself or held myself back from jumping in and doing. And it's similar to social media mm-hmm. and like what I've done, I, I overthink it. I overprocess it. Um, so I think what actually is a little funny is some of the creative stuff that you see me jumping into. Mm-hmm. I think that I'm less... I feel like I feel more vulnerable doing a podcast or social media than I do in my creative life. The stuff I create. Yeah. And I don't know what that is. What do you mean you don't know what that is? I don't know exactly what that vulnerability is or feeling a little unsure about it or uncomfortable. I think it's just human nature. Like putting yourself out there like on social media or a podcast like if we're looking 
to get listeners or views, right? Then if you don't get those, then it feels like it's a rejection of you. But see, I don't know if that's it for me. Right. But, but you're being, you're, you're showing yourself, you know, in a way that it's vulnerable. I'm just saying like the metrics can also exacerbate that. Uh, I'm not saying that's what we're going for. I'm saying, but like, this isn't, this is an intimate way to communicate with people. I mean, I, when I listen to podcasts, I feel like I'm hanging out with the people that I listen to. Yeah. They don't know me though, but it, it is an intimate conversation you're having with somebody, uh, on, on a level, you know, uh, And so there is a vulnerability there, uh, talking to potentially a lot of different people, I think, you know, uh, whereas like, I mean, that's the same with like, well, the thing though, too, is like, you're a very good piano player and vocalist. (laughs) And so you've been on stages in front of hundreds of people yeah, and you don't miss a note. And so I get, I get a little stage fright if I have to perform in front of people, this is kind of a performance, right? Yeah. But, uh, getting to the point where it's more conversational and like it, like we're doing it right now and it's not as scary, I think as it may, maybe was prior. Right. It's still, you know, there's always room to improve. There's always something to learn. And that's kind of the point, right? Is the process is the point. And so actually starting going, Going from never having done this to doing it right now is harder right. than us going from one to two. Because mm-hmm. the next time it's just like, oh yeah, we d- we've done that. Now it's just going to, we're going to improve or stagnate, right? But it's not like going from zero to one. I think I'm just, there's something, like it's so interesting because I want to be part of a community. Mm-hmm. And I like what you said. I don't, I don't want to build it and have the community be mine but i do want to create a community that values creativity and making yeah yeah we want to be part of a community that values creating and building like we do yep and just having a like a place to share space right right Um, Uh, can i ask you a question yeah so another question as we were as we're trying to figure out kind of our um, segment type things that I thought we could talk about is maybe one project that you're doing right now that you're excited about. Okay. You want me to go first? Yeah. Uh, this podcast. Yeah. Aside from this podcast, I, uh, I don't really have, a, this has been in the forefront of my mind for like the last week. If I said, like working on an instrument, I'd, I'd almost feel like I was lying because I'm not actively in the project. I'm just trying to get like the gumption up to start building an instrument again. So maybe that's the, the accountability factor I need is to talk about wanting to do that because that, that's a good project for me to be more up active and using my hands. I guess besides the podcast, cause this is fun to try to navigate this and, and execute on it, uh, something that I can be comfortable with, but another one would be working on a guitar or, or an instrument. How about you? So I think I have two things. Um, 
So one is it is that time of year that I am starting seeds. And so I've taken over the kitchen uh, with all of my little um, seed containers. So I have peppers and tomatoes and different vegetables and lavender and different things that are starting to sprout up. So that's really exciting for me. Yeah. When the snow is still on the ground outside in <laughs> April, um, it's nice to see a little green inside. So that's fun. And then the other thing I'm excited about, I've been working on this puzzle, which I know you know about. Yeah, Keith. it's been on the table for about a month. <laughs> and I'm so close to having it be done. So I'm working on, I love puzzling. And um, I am almost, gosh, I probably only have about 50 pieces of 100, oh no, 1,000 there's all the little tiny Lego heads is what the puzzle is of. And you have to look at every single face of every single Lego guy and find exactly where it is in the puzzle. So it's this huge grid like thing and it is past time for it to be completed and put back in the box. Cool. Well, that sounds like fun. Yeah. Maybe you'll get it finished this weekend. I hope so. I hope so. so I have one more question for you too. Yeah. So you and I... One thing we share in common is we like to learn a lot and mm -hmm. grow and consume quite a bit of content. Is there something that you're reading or listening to or being exposed to that is really exciting right now or that is really resonating with you? Oh, boy. Um, I mean, I could go on for a long time. I listen to lots of podcasts and I listen to audiobooks. So I'm super excited for Seth Godin's new book to come out, The Song of Significance. And he had like a little little virtual little meeting just to kind of talk about it a little bit. And so I'm really excited for that to come out. I think it comes out in May. But any of his books, The Icarus Deception, The Practice, This Is Marketing, there's a ton. Anything, I kind of go back to him all the time. So I'm always kind of in uh, the Akimbo podcast with Seth Godin also. but. Other than that, having a really hard time, like you don't have an idea of something, right, from me? No, just you answer the question. Yeah. Just I, one I mean, thing I've, you're really excited about. Well, you yeah. listed like five. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> All right. You're an overachiever, honey. No, I just feel like there's always something. New Metallica record's coming out soon, too. I'm excited about that. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Laura, what's what's something that you're excited about? Oh, goodness. Um, this was my original question, wasn't it? I should have thought about that. Uh, can we swear on our podcast? Fuck yeah. Okay. Okay. No. no. It's up uh, to you. Yeah, we can. Okay. So the book that I'm reading right now, it's called How to Be a Fucking Lady. And it is really great. It's all about style at any size. And so it's a, a really interesting book and i'm really enjoying it and she's really funny and it talks a lot about how to lead with gumption and being confident and yeah how to how to live life like a, a boss so it's pretty exciting i like it awesome that yeah. sounds great should i just should we just be done for now mm -hmm. and see uh what i can scrape out of the edit how bad do you think it'll be pretty bad you think so yeah, it's got to be bad for it's good. All right, all right. Is that somebody's quote up there? Make things better by making better things? Yeah, that's Seth Godin. Ah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> that's Seth Godin. 
That's completely. Uh, it's did something like this. It's all Seth Godin. Do the the extra. How do you say that? Outro. Outro. Do the wow. outro, honey. All right. Thanks for joining us for our first podcast episode, and we hope to see you back for the next one. See you next time. See you later.